Mark chapter 5, verse 25 says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal with many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she hadn't gotten any better. In fact, she had gotten worse. But she heard about Jesus. So she came up through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I can, if I can touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of this terrible condition. And Je Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he, he turned to the crowd and said, who touched my robe? And his disciples said to him, look at this crowd. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman trembling at the realization of what had happened to her came fell on her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. And we're in a series on renewing our mind, tearing down, as I talked about last week, destructive strongholds in our mind, building up new strongholds of faith. I've been talking about the transformation that happens through the renewing of our mind. And to me, we see that so clearly in the text. And man, I believe that today's going to be a transformational day from somebody. The Bible says she heard about Jesus, watch me, and then she thought to herself. I want to talk about hearing and thinking. Hearing and thinking. And if you need a tissue, just raise your hand and somebody will get you one. Jesus, have mercy on all of us as I try to preach this word. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. Hearing and thinking. Thank you, Pierre. Appreciate it. Hearing and thinking. She, she heard and therefore she thought. Twelve years before this encounter with Jesus, this woman began to bleed. She, she began to hemorrhage internally. And for 12 years, she tried all she could to get better, but the Bible said she only grew worse. The Bible shed, said she spent all she had to try to get better, but the doctors could not help her. I think this is just a good moment to stop and remember to not be judgmental with people who are struggling. Because what this text shows us is she was struggling and didn't want to struggle. She was sick and didn't want to be sick. She was hurting and didn't want to hurt. And she didn't just say it. She emptied her bank account to try to get better. So I never, want to, I never want to judge someone who's addicted. I never want to judge someone who's struggling. I never want to judge someone who's going through hell. Because I can promise you they, they, that was not the plan. Come on, give, give me an amen, everybody. That wasn't the plan. So I want to be gracious, and I want to help them, and I want to teach them, and I want to, I want to be there to support them, pray them through, give them wisdom. But, but it, it was not her plan. She, she had only gotten worse, was only getting worse, was not getting better, was trying everything she could to get better, couldn't get better. Maybe you feel like that today, and you're going, I'm here because my mom made me come, or I'm here uh, be, because I'm, I'm, I'm really in a mess. I've made a mess of my life or I've made some decisions that are haunting me right now. I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I want to tell you that I think there's some things in the text that can move you forward. And, and maybe so far in life you've tried and you've tried to do this on your own, 
but I, I, want you to, I want you to try differently today. I want you to stop trying in your own strength. I believe today that you can meet with Almighty God, and I believe that Jesus can do something in your life. Come on, give me an amen that can really change your whole life. That, that's why we do church, by the way. I, I don't do church. Uh, we, we, we didn't pastor this church and start this church three years ago because we were bored and thought, there's nothing better to do. Let's leave Newport Beach and come to Vegas and give away everything to start a church. That, that wasn't why we did this. We did, we did this. We moved here three years ago uh, because I knew that the message of Jesus, if it, if it could just be heard, could transform somebody's life forever. Amen. So, so I, got, I got a few points for you today. Here's the first one. She heard. She heard. The Bible said she heard about Jesus. This is a really cool phrase in the Greek language. Doesn't do it justice in the English transliteration. But the Bible says she heard about Jesus. In the Greek it said that she heard the things surrounding him. She heard the noise. She heard... The screaming, the chanting, the cheering. She heard as Jesus and his disciples, this entourage is moving through town. She heard everything that was surrounding him. In other words, she heard, I'm healed. She heard, I can see. She heard, I can hear. She, she heard, I'm forgiven. She, she heard, I can walk. She began to hear good news. She began to hear new news. She began to hear something she had not heard in 12 years. For 12 years, she had heard nothing but bad news. We've done all we can. There's nothing more to do. We wish we could help. We can't help. This is it. That's all she heard for 12 years. And now she hears good news, new news. By the way, the gospel, if you've ever heard that word from the Bible, gospel simply means good news. And I, I want to tell you, you're in a good news church. I think there's enough bad news out there. I want you to come to church and hear some good news. I want you to hear some new news. I want you to hear something about God and about yourself that you had never heard before. She heard good news. She heard something new that was about to transform her life. See, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Can I submit to you that fear also comes by hearing? <laughs> that whatever you're allowing in is transforming your life. Faith comes by hearing, fear comes by hearing. Good in, good out. Or as my mama used to say, garbage in, Jabin, garbage out. And so before you can change your thinking, you must change your hearing. You got to get good news in you. And let me just say this about news in general. Listen, you can learn in two minutes everything you need to know about what's going on in our nation in two minutes. Because we only have about two minutes of news and then we have a 24-hour news cycle that they have to fill. You didn't know that? Yeah. And so, so, so Anderson says it and then Don says it. And then Tucker says it and then Sean says it. <laughs> so whether you're a CNN person or a Fox News person, they're just saying the same thing all day with different voices and different faces. Because they know if it was the same person on all day, you wouldn't listen. So they can't have one program that they re-air 24 times. They have to have different personalities say the same thing to keep you hooked on bad news. 
Am I offending you because I'm talking about your favorite person? So here's, here's, the, here's the reality. You need about two minutes. I don't know if that's on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever news outlet you like. Learn about what you need to know about. We shouldn't be ignorant. We should know what's happening in our nation. We should know what's happening in our world. Find out and then turn it off. Because how much bad news can you hear? By the way, none of them are telling you good news. You know that, right? None of them get up and like, guys, today for the next hour, it's going to lift your spirits. We're going to start with a rescue of a kitten from a tree. Let's go to that right now. It's all bad. So get informed and then move on. I go to the news for information, but I go to God for answers. I feel like preaching a little bit right now. Oh, I get my, I am not ignorant. I know a lot. I'm, I'm actually really passionate about politics, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, I love it, actually, too much, actually. So I go get my information, but I don't go there for answers. I go here for answers. I go to God for answers. I, I see all the bad news, and then I go back to God, and I say, okay, God, what do I need to do? What are you saying to me? What, are, what should I be doing in this nation? What should I be doing in this time? What should I be doing in 2021? What, who should I be? I, I don't want to find that out from culture that's going to tell me one thing this week and another thing next week. I want to find out from an eternal God. Listen, she got some good news. She heard a different story. She got different information, and it, it sparked her faith. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 35, the good man, the good person, the good woman, out of the good treasure of their heart brings forth good things. But the evil person out of the evil treasure brings forth evil. If you don't like what you're thinking about, if you don't like what you're saying, if you don't like where your life is going, you got to change what's going in. Because whatever you're allowing in will manifest. By the way, this is why I'll never back down from asking you to come to church. Ever. Because I know that in this atmosphere, in an hour, you could hear one phrase, one verse. You could get one hug. Some, one person could pray for you. You could read one lyric on that screen. You could hear one point that I made that wasn't even about the point, but the Holy Spirit illuminated it to you, and it was the very thing you needed to hear. Come on, somebody. You're like, I love when David told me that I needed that word. I'm like, I never said that. Oh, but. Because the Spirit of God can highlight something to you. He can send you on a Holy Ghost rabbit trail while I'm preaching, and you go totally because God's speaking to you. You got to get some good news in your life. You got to, she, she heard good news. She heard new news. And here's what it did. It led to, she thought. Because whatever I'm hearing is affecting my thinking. And the Bible said she heard about Jesus, watch, and thought to herself. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I could be healed. See, she begins to think new thoughts. She begins to say new things. Her, her, her thinking is being transformed. Her, her speaking is being transformed. Her thought life and her self-talk were a direct result of what she heard. Now, I want you to think about it. For 12 years, she's heard the same thing. And now, in a moment, she's hearing something new. For 12 years, she's thought the same thing. Now, she's thinking something new. For 12 years, she's said the same thing over her life. Now, she's saying something new. 
This is why, by the way, for any of you that, that want to take this beyond Sunday, you want to bring this into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you want to know God and you really want to go a little deeper, before you pray, you go to the Word first. Because this word is going to align me with his will, his thoughts, his heart, his desire, his plans, his purposes for my life. And I bring my, I bring my thoughts into captivity. I bring my thoughts in alignment with the word of God. And then once I feed on the word, whether that's a chapter or a verse or ten chapters, or whatever you have time for, you're interested in, you feed on the word, you get in the word, then you start praying. But you pray from an aligned heart. Because if I just pray and I have no word in me, I'm just going to pray my desires. I'm going to pray my lust. I'm going I'm I'm to be greedy. I'm going to complain. I'm just going to sit there and tell God all the reasons that life is bad. But if I'll ever get in the word, now I'm full of the promises of God. Oh, come on, talk back to me, somebody. I'm full of the promises of God. And now when I go to pray, now when I go to talk to God, I don't even say what I think. I say what he thinks. And now my prayers are in obedience and in alignment to the word of God. She begins to think new thoughts. She begins aligned to God's will. She begins to align with God's purposes. And now she starts thinking something radically different than she was experiencing. She starts saying something that was radically different than her experience. You know, last year we went through a really challenging season as, as a nation. And every church felt it in some way. And it was the first time for us... We had just crossed two years old, and it was, it was the most challenging season of our church. There was political stuff happening. There was all the different things happening in our nation. COVID was happening. It was just, it was a wild moment in our church, and, uh, and it was a really tough season, and I successfully just about offended everybody <laughs> at some point, somehow, by the grace of God, amen. Okay, I didn't, I didn't mean to. I wasn't on a mission. I, I wasn't trying, but I just somehow, it was just, it was a weird season that went really weird really quick. And, and by the way, for all of you that stuck with me, I'm so, I love you. I love you. I love you for real. I love you. And, and y'all stuck with me. You're so mature. And we, man, we had a lot of conversations and man, we really grew. And, and so praise the Lord for it. It was a really challenging moment. In that moment, I found myself really discouraged, really frustrated. I, I was really questioning what to do and how to do it, and, and, I, and I knew I needed to get off social media, I needed to get out of the news, I needed to get off of all the mess, and I got in the Word, and let me tell you what God told me to preach on, what to do in a famine. And while everything around me was going crazy, I would get up, and I'd look in that camera, and it was me and Omar and just a couple other people. And I put a big old smile on my face and I had to act like I had it all together. I didn't have it all together. And I would tell you to believe God in the famine. I would tell you God's going to heal you of COVID. I would tell you God's going to provide you through. I'm, and I'm preaching to a city that had over 30% unemployment. And I said, you keep trusting God. You keep sowing. You keep believing. Miracles are going to happen. God is going to sustain us. God's going to make a way. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. God's going to take care of And I kept, and I'm preaching all this stuff. And my flesh is going, you are an idiot. Why would you tell people this? Why would you get their hopes up? Why would you try to build their faith? Because everything in me wanted to just get up and go, it's just really hard, huh? Isn't this the worst? 
And instead I got up and I put my shoulders back and I said, God's going to take care of you because he took care of Isaac and he took care of Elijah and he took care of the woman and he took care of Israel and he took care of the apostles and he took care of the early church and he's taking care of the church for 2,000 years and he's not going to give up on this church. God's going to sustain his people. And I had to get up and I had to, I had to hear something that I didn't see. And I had to say something I didn't feel. And I preached us through that. And if, if that's too grandiose for you, I preached me through that. And I'm here today because I had to tell myself good news when all I saw was bad news. Number three, she moved. The Bible said she began to press through the crowd. She heard, she thought, she pressed. She heard, she thought, she moved. Now see, as, as I'm talking about some of this, some of you are, are going, Jabin, I can't, I can't begin to move my life in the directions of my thoughts. I, I, I can't do this. I can't, I can't think it and then, and then move on it. Let me just submit, not only can you, you are. You are currently going in the direction of your dominant thoughts. Right now, it's already happening. I'm just asking you to think something different. I'm just asking you to hear some good news. I'm just asking you to change what you're listening to. I'm just asking you to what the Bible calls repent. This word repent is not come up to the front of a church and cry. This word repent means change your mind. Do a 180. You're going this way, start going this way. Start thinking different. Start hearing different. Start listening different. And then start moving on these different thoughts. Take action. Take, do something with it. And, and this is not impossible because you're already doing it. As Henry Ford said, Pastor Henry, no, I don't think he was a pastor, but Henry Ford said, if you say you can't do it or if you say you can do it, you're right. You're right. Because you have to start moving in a new direction with new thoughts. So really, these next few points I'm going to give you, starting with this one, these are things that you're already doing. I'm just asking you to do them in a new positive way, in a, in a new direction. Begin to move in a new direction. Begin to move towards restoration. She began to move towards healing. She began to move towards Jesus. She began to move towards restoration. She began to move towards wholeness. She began to move in the direction of her miracle. She, she didn't just sit there and think, wow, this would be good for me, but I guess it's for everybody else. I guess there's too many people. I guess this is for all those other people. And the devil's telling many people right now on your row, he's telling people online right now, this is for everybody else. Everybody else is more spiritual. Everybody else loves God more than you. God has a plan for for them but not for you no 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 begin to move on your faith if there's even an inkling what jesus called the mustard seed of faith just a little bit of something just begin to move in that direction begin to think in that direction begin to hear in that direction begin to go in that direction and watch what god will do she moved number three number four she felt The Bible said she touched the hem of his garment, watch me, and she felt in herself that the bleeding had stopped. She felt. Oh, man, I love feelings. I love emotions. I'm an emotional guy. 
It's, it's not because I'm spiritual. I, just emotional. <laughs> you know, it's not like a badge of honor. It's, I cry at commercials. <laughs> I cried yesterday. I cry, Goldie makes me cry at least three times a week, and I have to c- communicate to her. These are happy tears. But yesterday I was showing Shannon a new song I wrote. It's a banger. It'll come out soon. And <laughs> I was showing it to her. It's dumb. But it's not bad. And so I was showing her. And as I started playing it, Goldie just puts down her toys and just starts dancing around the house. I start convulsing. I wasn't like, oh, it's great. I'm literally like, with the guitar in my hand, like, just, I'm all about emotions. I I love emotions. Emotions are a gift from God. Just watch, watch though. They just can't be the leader. You should have them. Some of you are like, I haven't cried in 20 years. Not good, not good. We need to work on that. Emotions, they just can't be the leader. Um, they, they, they should be a, a reward for obedience. But you shouldn't only obey if you feel like it. If you only obey God if you feel like it, you'll never obey God. You, you, you'll never do anything great in life because you, you feel like it. I mean, it, it follows but it's not usually the first thing that happens. I, I, want, I, I love emotion. I, I want our church to be more emotional. I want us to shout louder, clap louder, sing louder. I, I love it. I want us to be rowdier. If you can believe, some of you are like, I'm at a 10. This is enough. <laughs> you are enough. I'm like, I want to get crazier. Rah! I like start yelling at people. But I really, I mean, I love, I love the praise and the worship. And I love this weird conversation we have when I'm preaching. I start talking. You start saying amen back to me. We start going at it, you know. And um, a friend of mine recently brought his, his brother to church. And, and uh, as, as we start preaching, people start saying amen. And, and this brother goes, what's happening right now? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. It's just cool. Just kind of go with it, you know. And so it's kind of new for them. I love that. Uh, but I even want more of that. But we just don't, we don't build our life on it. When, it. when it happens, it's great. And when emotions come, it's great. And, and she felt in herself, that's so good. But, but she got to her emotions the right way. She didn't feel and then move and then think and then hear. Did I just describe your marriage? You feel something? Somebody text me. This is in my notes. I don't want to forget this. You, you, you feel something, and then you move on it, and then you start thinking and talking. Then you hear them out. <laughs> Not going to work. And a lot of us live our life that way. Well, I just feel it. Oh, you don't. Feelings are never first. Feelings are never. Sometimes I repeat myself not to get a response from me, but I just want somebody to hear. Feelings are never first. Goldie woke up this morning at like 4.30, just up, just lit. Just, 
And I'm laying in bed, and I just, this weird little voice in my, Dad. <laughs> Dad. Dad. And I just open one eye. She's at my bedside. She's pointing at my cup of water. I'm like, it's yours, bud. Okay. You didn't need to wake me up for that. <laughs> so then I'm up, and then I try to fall back asleep. Then when my alarm goes off like four minutes later, I don't want to wake up. But I got to wake up because I got to get ready, and I got to bring you the best, and I didn't do that off a feeling. I didn't wake up, God is so good, this is the day the Lord has made. Float into the shower, what a friend we have in Jesus. I've got such bad allergies, my eyes are like glued together, I'm like, uh, trying to get to the shower, like putting them under the water, trying to wake up. Took me about an hour and a half before I said anything to the Lord. I got my first cup of coffee. I was, okay, so Lord, uh, feelings can never be first. You don't build a great marriage on feelings first. You don't build a great life on. You don't make money on feelings first. You don't. You don't make real prosperity on feelings first. You're not. You're not going to raise great kids feeling first. Because your emotions will be all over the place. But emotions follow. Emotions are great. Emotions are a reward. She felt. And then she received. He, sa he said, daughter. I'm going to have the keys come up. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. You know what that means? That means she heard by faith, thought by faith, moved by faith, and felt by faith. What if we started living our lives by faith, not fear? Faith, not feelings. Faith, not sight. Faith, not what culture tells us. Faith, not what my body's telling me. Faith, not what I feel like doing today. Faith. What if we started living by faith? Can I tell you, when you start walking by faith, you start getting the results of faith, the rewards of faith, the manifestation of faith. And, and, and here was the word. Your suffering is over. Does this mean she never had another struggle? Does this mean she never had another issue? Does this mean life was perfect from that day on? Of course not. But it means you don't have to live your whole life one assault from hell after another. You can have victory. You can walk in victory. And when the enemy throws his best blow at you, you keep going. Because it's your faith. goes your suffering is over not your life is perfect but life will be different she received from the Lord and, and, and I just wonder if is there is there anyone today who needs to receive from the Lord is there anyone who who needs us it is available it is available this is why I want to challenge you I mean I understand um, special events, I understand vacation, but if you're home, get to church. Now I'm preaching to the choir, you're here. So all y'all can say amen, because you're here. I'm not calling you out, you're here, okay, so don't be, 
But if you're on vacation, I get it. Stream in. If you got a big family thing, stream in. But there, there's just something about getting in a place where you can hear and receive and reach out. Oh, man, atmosphere matters. Receive. Receive. And there's people in this room you've never... You've never taken that first step of faith. You've, you've never received Jesus. You've never given your life to him. You've never trusted him with forgiveness. You've never began a new life in Christ. Or maybe at one time you walked with God and you gave God your life, but you took it back. You, you went back on your own path. And today you're saying, man, I need, to, I need to come back to the Lord. That's you. I want to pray with you. So I want every person in the room to pray this prayer with me. From all of the depths of your heart, place your faith in Christ now. Everyone's going to pray, but it's, it's going to mean so much for you to pray this. Everyone together say, Jesus, I give you my life. I trust you with my life. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. And today I declare... Jesus is Lord of my life. Just with every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you today and you'd say, Javen, that was me. I, I just gave my life to Christ. Surrendering my life to him, turning my life over to the Lord. And I, I, want, to, I want to declare that right now publicly. No one's looking around. No one's, no one's going to make a spectacle of you. But just between you and God and, and me, if that's you and you say, I'm, I'm giving my life to Jesus today or... I'm rededicating my life to Jesus. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to move. Just right where you're sitting, if that's you. Let me see your hand right now. One, two, and three. Let me see you. I 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 see you back here. I see you back here. I see you all over here. I see you over here. I see you over here. Anyone else? I see you there. Beautiful, beautiful. All the way in the back over there. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Awesome. You can put your hands down. Church, can we celebrate the greatest miracle? of all, come on, people coming to Christ today.